Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you as the next hour. We'll dive all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. Um... I will say this, it is finally, I would say, hit the combat sporting world as far as like the chase for UFC and and the COVID-19. I feel like this is probably the most dead news week that there has been in regards to combat sports. We've leaned so heavily on Tony Ferguson and Habib and all the drama that was the UFC chasing, chasing that dragon of making UFC uh, 249 happen. Uh, this was definitely the week where things slowed up the most. Thankfully, um, and, I, and I told you guys this last week, I'm going to try and, and, and get us some really good guests, some really good fight guests um, to talk talk just stuff, you know, training in the pandemic. And, and uh, two of my favorites are going to join us this week. We're going to talk to, first of all, a guy I've been trying to talk to a little bit for a, for a while. Uh, he trains down here. He's one of my favorite guests, and that is the king of the ring, Tyrone Spong. And Tyrone has a, a special place in my heart. One, uh, he is one, one of, you know, I don't know if I say I have a dream of calling boxing matches, but I did enjoy it the one time I got to do it professionally. And he was on the card. And I knew the name uh, Tyrone Spawn from kickboxing and, and, and circles, just knowing combat sports. And I kind of got to see that rise. So I only, but I mostly know Tyrone's boxing. You know, and and his background as a boxer. You know, he invited us personally. We found studio. He invited us to his fight in Palm Beach. He's fought. Uh, I watched his final pay per view in Suriname, where he, he won a fight with a broken hand. Uh, I just find the guy to be fascinating. He's he's and he's a good dude, uh, but he hasn't really spoken on uh, the big thing in boxing that happened to him to anybody, and that was he had his big opportunity in in October. Um where he was going to take on Alexander Usyk. And, uh, you know, Usyk was the reigning cruiserweight champion at everything, won all the belts, the Muhammad Ali trophy, uh, has now made this move up to heavyweight. And people think that, you know, he's kind of like, a, he could be a, 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 a he's, he's from the same country as Lomachenko. People think that he's got that crisp, pure boxing and and uh, can present some challenges to some people. But Spong was supposed to be his first, it was supposed to be his debut and look, I I didn't I, I knew for for Tyrone. I did, I'm not trying to say that he would have won because I think that is a tough fight for for Spong. But I also think that's a tough fight for Usyk because Usyk is now getting up to heavyweight and and Tyrone Spong hits like an absolute Mack truck. You know, um, you know, 
I, I don't want to put the label of Deontay Wilder on him, but this dude is he's he's a finisher. He's a finisher, and I've seen him knock dudes dead in many different sports. And so uh, I, I've been wanting to talk to him for a while, but he's understandably, uh, you know, didn't have much to say up until now. You know, we're in the middle of this uh, this quarantine, and uh, I, I reached out to him uh, and wasn't getting anything back. And then I, I reached out to uh, Evan Golden, shout out, friend of the uh, friend of the show, friend of the station, uh, great podcast, uh, great personality. Go check him out on social media. And uh, Evan was actually the first guy who got us uh, to get Tyrone Spong in studio for an interview. We've had him in studio multiple times. And, um, you know, I reached out to him and I, I saw Tyrone working out like crazy at his house and he has this beautiful home gym, uh, and, and this crazy Tyrone Spong mural that I was very fascinated by. And, uh, you know, we just talked, you know, we, we, we just had a conversation. We, we talked about him training. What's this been like? Uh, we got into the Usyk fight week and, and the sketchiness around it. I had my own theories around it, too. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that when guys test positive and even, or have, quote, adverse findings. Um, but I just found it weird, and especially in the aftermath of it all, uh, because, you know, it was a, Eddie Hearn has this guy in Usyk. Eddie Hearn wants to protect his guys. He's bringing in this outside of this uh, – knock you dead heavyweight from kickboxing who's got a 14-0 record people don't see him much in the boxing world and you think your guy's gonna handle him okay but then you're like yeah maybe maybe we shouldn't do this and the other thing is you know Eddie Hearn had that all going on while Dillian White one of his fighters was dealing with the same thing with the British boxing board but he let Dillian White fight the other thing that I found iffy about it was that uh shortly thereafter I see that Tyrone is training with Anthony Joshua, and I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, why would you let – let me get this straight. You, you're not going to let Tyrone Spong fight Usyk, but you're cool with your number one star sparring with him? It's just odd. I just found all of it odd, and, and I just wanted uh, – you know, we, we just get into it all with Tyrone. So I appreciate that. Then we talked to Matt Mitrione. We're going to talk to him a little later on in the show as well. Another guy who trains in South Florida, a guy from is from Indiana, of course, is the uh, the Bellator heavyweight and is the ultimate fighter alum. Uh, we, uh, we get into his fight with Roy Nelson, if they are still cool or not, because Bellator is doing a, a, uh, a series where they're going to be replaying their fights on CBS Sports Network Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. Uh, they debuted on Saturday with uh, UFC uh, with Bellator uh, uh, 194, uh, where Mitrion took on his fellow counterpart from the Ultimate Fighter, Roy Nelson, and that obviously ended with a, a lot of bad blood between them both. So uh, I think you guys are going to dig these interviews. I really did. I thought they're 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 both very great guests always, um, but even in the midst of not much going on, uh, it was good to get to Tyron's thoughts on stuff. Uh, and everything that he's been going through, and same with Matt Mitrione. You know, he's uh, he's he can wax poetic on a lot of things, and he speaks well on uh, what's going on with COVID nineteen, how Bellator's manhandling things as opposed to the UFC, and uh, and really where he stands now. You know, he he'll, he'll let you know like he's in a much different place when it first happened, but I think a lot of athletes are getting kind of itchy and looking to get back to work. 
Um, and it's tough, you know, uh, you know, we're seeing all these solutions that are coming left and right. Um, and I, I think we're all at that point right now, we're all going a little bit stir crazy. We're all, um, wondering when the ends in sight, you know, that some States are trying to find their way to reopen Georgia. Some Florida beaches opened up this week. Um, Vegas was interesting because the Vegas mayor had this crazy interview with Anderson Cooper, where she's like, you can use our city as a control, Obviously, she's getting a lot of pressure from the casinos. The casinos get a lot of business from the fight game. Uh, the thing that's interesting about Vegas, though, you know, the UFC, they have been chasing their tail trying to get this fight to go down. There was some news this week about uh, where UFC 249 is going to take place. They are steadfast. It's going to take place May 9th. And... We talked about this last week, I believe, where WWE basically made sports an essential business as long as there's no fans. And so the UFC had a crack and a window to go make the fight card happen. Um, thing is, it's it's reportedly going to be somewhere outside of Jacksonville because uh, from what I, I read this thing in MMA Fighting where they said that they don't know where it is, but it's going to be somewhere in driving distance of Jacksonville, which, of course, is close to Georgia. You know, uh, so, so I believe they could, what do they call it? The South, Southern Georgia, they call Jacksonville. So um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to end up happening there. Uh, if the, if this is one's going to be like, be able to uh, to go forth. But the, the thing I would say that would be good for them if Vegas is so gung-ho reopening is their headquarters are there. They have that awesome uh, institute. So I really do feel the UFC could do a better job of controlling everything to make fights happen if it's all within their headquarters. I I think if Nevada was to open up back to business and you know they got to that point, I think we're going to just start seeing everything out of their Ultimate Fighter Hub, which is what they wanted. Honestly, that's what they wanted to do in the first place. That was their plan when they initially canceled UFC London and moved on with everything. They initially said everything was going to be at their headquarters and, and go in that direction. So I don't know. You know, I, I would say that for now, uh, I guess we could expect that the fight is going to be in the Sunshine State. Uh, probably not in South Florida because we're being a little bit more cautious down here than they are in other uh, other parts of the state. But, um, you know, as far as updates on that story, we don't have anything real official other than. Uh, some guys are agreeing to stuff. I saw France Ngannou again said, uh, you know, him and Jarzino should be for an interim, an interim belt. And I really, I gotta be honest with you. I, the more I think about it, I really do agree that that should be for an interim title. A lot of people are, uh, you know, they think, oh, well, what are, do, you know, do those guys deserve it? First of all, you know, they've been flimsy on interim titles for a while. The other thing is the reason I think that one deserves an interim title is, because of the possibility that Daniel Cormier wins, if he beats Stipe Miocic and retires, you're going to be fighting for a vacant championship anyway. So why not just have an interim champion and that person has a belt on the line to begin with? You essentially have your uh, guy of defense or number one contender. So if Francis wins, he could fight Stipe. It's a rematch. Uh but with different stakes, obviously, Cipe probably wouldn't do that fight if he had to uh, 
if he had to uh, defend against Francis because he dominated him pretty thoroughly. Although, Stipe took a lot of damage in that fight that maybe didn't physically show, but I feel like if you've heard Stipe talk since that Francis Ngannou fight, he's uh, he sounded even more punchy than he normally does. Um, and then Rosenstrike, look, 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 Rosenstrike's come on like gangbusters. Uh, I really think that... Um, it's not crazy to, to think that he can be souped up to a title. Derek Derek uh, uh, Derek Lewis, you know, kind of got fast tracked to a title because he was available and willing and ready. And heavyweight and, and and really heavyweight in UFC is the weirdest division there is. You know, it's not a, a belt that's defended a lot. You know, all of the greats are, you know, have been guys who are older. Uh, Stipe was the youngest. He's now starting to get up there. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a strange division all to begin with, you know, the greatest heavyweights of all time. Nobody's really infiltrated that over the last whatever amount of years. You can say the same for light heavyweight, but that's, that's because it's been dominated by one certain guy, but with heavyweight, you know, nobody really keeps that belt for a long time. So, uh, I, I'm still I'm still cool with that happening, but yeah, the Las Vegas mayor said that she wants she was uh, you know she she uh, she was very 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 gung ho on making things happen. So it's gonna be interesting. Uh, the other thing, a couple other things that I found interesting as far as news this week, I saw that Terrence Crawford said this week he wanted to uh, be paid extra if he were to fight closed door events. And Bob Arum, you know, who raised the possibility of, of uh, closed events uh, in Florida, if they are able to get that done. Um, and the big fight they're supposed to get going is uh, Tiafima Lopez against Vasily Lomachenko. And Lopez, he says that he does not want to fight with no fans in attendance. And this was obviously supposed to be a monster, monster fight, uh, one that fans really wanted to see at Madison Square Garden. So I understand the big blow. Uh, for Lopez, the one thing you could say with Lopez, Lopez is super young. We talked about this last week. We talked a lot about the lightweight division, and you know, they're all very young. I would say Lomachenko is the. I mean, Lomachenko is the oldest of them all. Um, so a lot of these guys can they can afford to wait age wise. But I've been talking. I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, a lot with the with this pandemic. It's like. I, Boxing should take if they should take anything from this, it should be not that I want to uh, not that I want to hold stuff off. It's that I want to speed things up. I, I think that it could all just come away so quickly, and I just think that we, uh, I think I think that they just take their time a little bit too much. Uh, as far as not wanting to fight in front of you know wanting extra money, I get it. Uh, I get it, and Terrence Crawford, I guess, is probably one of those guys who could afford it. You know, he's not making he's not making fu money, but he's making good money. He's the welterweight champion of the world. He's, you know, top ranks best fighter. Maybe not, you know, maybe not as most well. The most lucrative now is uh, would be Tyson Fury, but uh, before that, you know, uh, Crawford was their guy. Uh, even though he's not he's not uh, uh, a star yet, even even though he should be. But Crawford's not getting young. You know Crawford. Crawford is is on the other side of it, and he's got other rivals in that division. And he's a guy who's definitely, I think, um, I think is looking is looking to make his mark as far as you know, almost. You know, he's at thirty two right now, and he'll be thirty three in September. And I think that 
he's very it's very similar to Deontay. Now I would say Terrence isn't as like boisterous, charismatic as Deontay is. Um, uh, you know, he's he's very he's 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 very quiet, but man, he's he to me is just such an intimidating force in that welterweight division. He's the most intimidating welterweight the way he goes about and fights. Um he, there's no reason he shouldn't be a monster star. You know, he's not as controversial as, you know, Floyd Mayweather. You know, he's from Nebraska. He's got his same girlfriend. He's a family man. Um, he's not like flashing the money like Floyd Mayweather did. Um, but like both he and Errol Spence, like that, if these two guys between Errol Spence having what he had to go through this year, Crawford doing what he had for, for, Top rank and PBC not to come to the table together, which they've already done. They that, that was the one beauty of having uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury come together is they show that it's possible to come together, do business, do what's right for the sport. They obviously they they should absolutely do it again for the welterweight championship. You know, it, it's it, it it must be done. It must because and and the main reason is you know the PBC the thing that pisses me off about them is they they really do an active job of ignoring Terrence Crawford and I know obviously the thing that both he and Spence want is to fight Manny Pacquiao I think they should fight each other and then the winner gets to fight Manny Pacquiao you know I think that's that's really what should probably go down make yourself legendary and then that that big payday I think becomes even bigger because like whoa this is the man and then Pacquiao gets to fight for a chance to beat the man again which I think everybody would love to see. And uh, you'll probably be rooted against because everybody loves Manny Pacquiao. But, you know, those guys aren't Keith Thurman. I think they're both a little bit more in their prime, a little bit more eye on the ball of greatness. Um, So I think that they'll be in a better place to handle Manny Pacquiao. All right, we come back. The conversation with the King of the Ring, Tyrone Spong, uh, the the heavyweight boxer, the former kickboxing champion, legend, uh, South Florida resident, we get into a lot of stuff. He is absolutely great. One of my favorite guests to talk to. And then later on this hour, we will talk to former UFC heavyweight, current Bellator heavyweight, Matt Mitrione. We'll be back with more on Fighters Fury after this. Welcome back, guys. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Uh, going to talk to our guest right now. He is one of my favorite guys to talk to in the sport. Uh, I got a special place in my heart for this guy. And went through a lot the last time he was supposed to be in the ring, which was October. He was supposed to be in the ring again in April before COVID-19 hit. So he hasn't had much luck getting uh, getting things going. But I know when he does, um, it's going to be for big things. And 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 I think he's going to get back on track to, uh, to a successful heavyweight boxing career. But uh, Tyrone Spong, the king of the ring, uh, always enjoy speaking with this man. And we sat down and covered a lot of stuff. In my conversation with him, appreciate him giving me some time this week. Uh, here is my conversation with Tyrone Spong. All right, very excited to talk to uh, a guest who I've been waiting to talk to for a while, but uh, I, I thought this would be a good time because I saw him training like an absolute monster. And it's it's a good time right now. It, it's a tough time right now because we're all looking for things to do. And I saw the king of the ring, Tyrone Spong, join us. Uh, I saw you on Instagram, man. I, is this your house where you're working out at? Because it... You have this beautiful mural that's going on. I don't know who the hell drew that mural. It's very impressive, but you were going like crazy, man. So has this been has this been a, a window you're just kind of opening up to us? Have you been going this hard the whole time in quarantine, or is this like have you been laying yeah, around I've, and you just need I've to get been, going? 
I've been I've been training hard for all these uh, weeks now. You know, I mean, I think we should make the best out of it. You know, out of this time, the pandemic, the quarantine, and um, Portugal lockdown. I mean, why not use your time uh, wisely and 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 use it to better yourself? Keep going hard, so you stay ready and you don't have to get ready. You know and uh, that's what I've been doing. This is uh, at my house in my in my own gym. Um, I had that mural done a few years back by a great artist uh, from out of uh, uh, California, um, and he did an amazing job. Uh, he paint demons or paint de- demon paintings. I forgot. Excuse me, but I think his name is Ricardo. He's a great artist and. He did that. It's my idea, my logo with the lions and everything. One is one is calm and one is ready for battle. And I think that's the right balance you, you need to have in life, you know. Stay calm at all times, but when it's time to go, you're ready to go. So this is uh you, you've been in South Florida the whole time, right? You're 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 home right now. This is is um yeah. what what when uh when did you decide or when did it happen where you uh couldn't train anymore? in Miami uh you normally train at in Tropical Park with uh with the guys down there when was the decision made that's like all right we got to close up shop and and, because you looked like you were starting to uh tune up for 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 the comeback uh to get back in action um what when uh when did the 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 switch flip and how have you adjusted to this as as far as all that I mean once once this thing hit we all saw it coming you know, everybody knew, like, sooner or later, everything is going to be shut down or at least places where uh, a lot of people gather and come together. So, you know, um, I, I was getting ready for a fight. I would have a fight in April, which got canceled because of the travel ban. And um, from that moment on, we kept training in Tropical uh, until they closed, closed down the park and the gym there as well. And then it was just you know, going hard at it at home, you know, making the best of it. Um, you know, actually, a, a great workout is doing yard work, man. Working on the yard, you know, like shuffling, uh, moving dirt, planting stuff. Uh, I got a bunch of animals, so moving bills of hay and, and straw, it's, it's heavy. It's, it's an old school type of work, but it, it keeps you fit. It keeps you in shape. Yeah. That's that that's that jungle workout you're always talking about, right? Like you you uh Tyron Spawn like oh, he's he's straight out of the jungle. How do because you, you're an animal lover, man. Well, the first time we ever spoke, it was talk we were talking about like catching iguanas or something like that. Um people are kind of getting the whole thing into the exotic animals now because the whole Tiger King. Do you look at Tiger King and do you scoff at it because you're like that's just another day at the block for for Tyron Spawn, all these all these uh these animals that's and whatnot. That's it. nothing. So you know, uh, my 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 little brother, good friend of mine, um, he's he's like a little brother to me. Is uh, the real Tarzan? Yep. You know, Mike Mike Halston, and we were actually talking about this just a few days ago. Like, a lot of people just you know talk about it and they post about stuff on social media and online, but. I'm the guy that's actually really about it. That's how I grew up, man. Like that's that's normal to me, you know. I'm I'm straight up out of the jungle, out of South America, the Amazon, 
I mean, that's that's what we do. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, no doubt. Like when I see you catching uh, giant dragons with one hand, I think uh, I think you can handle about anything. It's it's uh, I, I I figure that's that's something that's right up your alley. But I was like, man, that's it. it didn't surprise me though that like they're like oh, that we started this documentary in South Florida. I was like, that's about right. Yeah. And then it, yeah, uh, now nah, we we actually because you know his name is the real Tarzan and um, we always joke about it and battle because he calls me Mowgli. I said hell now, nah, I'm Tarzan, <laughs> you're Mowgli. So we we actually had a little discussion this morning, and I said okay, we'll go go out and we'll we'll, we'll hold a little competition. Who, who catches the bigger dragon is the the real Tarzan. So. It's on, man. It's on. But shout out to my boy, um, Mike, Mike Halston, the real Tarzan. He's doing an amazing job. Um, he's building something great out there. And we need more people to go support support his cause and what he's doing. He's doing a great job bringing awareness to a lot of things, you know. Well, Tyron, you, uh, I mean, you were uh, the last time, you know, you were kind of in the main boxing spotlight was the Usyk fight. And um, I was very excited for you because I knew how hard you worked. I mean, I've seen I called your fight in Mexico, uh, the West Palm card and your fight in Sudanam where you broke your hand and, and, and went the distance and stuff like that, man. So that was I was I was so hyped for you. Um, it really it, it broke my heart to see all that stuff that you were going through when that went down. Um, are, how how did you handle all of that stuff with the test? Because it all seemed very, very sketchy, man. You were there for the the face off and then that pops up and it's kind of just dropped in your lap like that. And it's all out of your control. So how, what was the whole experience like? And I guess, how have you dealt with it since man? I mean, I just took it as it came, bro. You know, life is going to throw some punches at you and you got to be able to take them and keep moving forward, you know? And, uh, that's exactly what I did. I mean, of course I was bummed. Uh, the whole thing was sketchy. Uh, it, it it till this day it makes absolutely no sense, and I I feel like I got robbed from a huge opportunity to showcase on the biggest stage uh, what I'm made of in the boxing world. You know, like I I I paid my dues in the kickboxing and the MMA scene and um, became champion all over. But um, you know, this was my opportunity to show that I'm a, a one-of-a-kind athlete and, you know, that for, especially for this generation, that I'm, you know, something something special. I worked my ass off. It, 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 nothing got handed to me. I did it all the hard way, you know. So um, what can you do, man? Just jump back on the horse and, and, and keep riding, and, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm planning on to you know, continue until I get it done, bro. Do you, um, do you have a, a I guess a, a game plan as far as what you want? Because I saw there were some rumors kicked around you were mentioned to fight, uh, Andy Ruiz. Um, I saw you, you, it seemed like after that, didn't you go spar with Anthony Joshua, uh, for a little bit? Yeah. Get some working I, with that. What were the, what was that experience like? I, it was great, man. I mean, and that, that's the whole thing, you know, like, and 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 start talking uh but the whole thing was sketchy um shortly after i got invited to to uh spar with uh joshua um he's an amazing athlete a true gentleman i got 
only good things to say about him. Uh, we did a lot of rounds of sparring. I helped him in the preparation for his uh, rematch against Ruiz. Um, also a good measuring point for myself to see where I'm at because if these guys are the ab absolute top, how, how am I able to compete with them? And uh, all I can say is I'm, 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 I'm more than satisfied. It was just a confirmation for, for something that I already knew. Um, and and um, it was great, man. I spent, I spent some time there. Um, it was cold as f***. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it compared, 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 to, compared to South Florida. But it was great. Uh, a historic moment. Uh, another milestone in my, in my, you know, already rich fighting career. Um, and I built, I built some type of relationship with him and, um, it was good. Well, I don't mean to, I don't mean to pry, but I, like you say, it's kind of sketchy. It's, it's weird that the whole thing I find weird about it is because, you know, not to connect dots, but it's like Eddie Hearn promotes Usyk and he promotes Joshua. Why would he not let you fight his guy, but he's cool with you going to train with Anthony Joshua? I don't know if they made the same connection, but I'm just like. It just, I just, I was, I was let down because I'm like, man, I knew that that was like going to be your coming out party in Chicago. Uh, and, and, you know, like I said, I, you know, I don't want to go against the, the, the whole, you know, I don't want to rattle, up, but that's what exactly what I'm talking about. You know, um, if I'm a dirty fighter or whatever, why the hell would you invite me over there? But. You know, I know I know for myself that I didn't do anything. Uh, the the test was just didn't make sense. You know, I did five. I passed. Uh, I don't even know how many I passed. Like the first three, and then the 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 fourth was uh, they had an at first finding, and then the last one came back good again. Like, and in between those tests were a few days. Like. Uh, the, the at first finding that they found that substance uh, is something that stays in your system for at least three or four months. Uh, so in a in a time span of just four or five days, it won't be out of your system. But it was. But you know what? It is what it is. We can't change the past. It happened. I'm I'm still here, and I'm I'm. I didn't change my demeanor. I didn't change my work ethic. Uh, my hunger is still there. So they, if, if anything, they just motivated me even more. Um, are there any truth to the Ruiz rumors? Like what is the next big fish that Tyron Spong wants to take on? Like, uh, what's your outlook? I want, I want, uh, like, like they say nowadays, I want all the smoke. I want all of it. I want all of it. So I don't care who, you know, it just give me the, proper time to to uh prepare and uh, give me a good camp and i'll take on anyone bro i i ain't got time i ain't got time to lose you know so i'm ready before we get you out of here man uh, i wanted to ask you uh jarzino rosenstrike who's also from Suriname. i saw you in his corner for a couple of his fights um he looks like he's getting a take on france and ganu soon uh, what have you made of his rise is that's it's pretty cool seeing uh you know you guys uh from the place that you are be on this uh, on this big stage but i saw you in the corner you know for one of his fights that was in his streak and now he's taking on uh, a guy like Nganu. yeah no it, it is um 
it's amazing. I mean, I um, I helped him a lot throughout his career uh, as he started out, and um, I I trained with him. I helped him a lot. I cornered him for 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 that fight, and um, I just applauded, man. It's it's great. Uh, all I want for the younger generation is hopefully to sur- surpass me in my achievements and put Suriname on the map even more because it's a great country. We have a lot of great warriors coming from there. All savages, bro. Oh, they, they're, they're savage there, man. There's a, a lot of, you know, full. it's full of potential there. All athletic, all strong guys. Just not all of them get the proper training, have have the uh, 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 the the proper discipline, because if you don't see that it's possible, you don't want to you, you know you don't want to chase it as as much. If you have other examples of other things to do that a lot of other guys get successful in, it's most likely that you will try to do that. But now you got me. Uh, on top, and then you got Garcinio is right there. I mean, that's great. Uh, this will, you know, open up their eyes and, and see, like, yo, we could do it. We could do it, and we, we could be great. And um, I just hope that a lot of uh, the younger athletes follow in, in those footsteps instead of other choices that they could also make, you know? Tyrone Spa, I always appreciate you giving us time, man. You're uh, you're always a fantastic guest, and uh, stay healthy, you and your family. Uh, enjoy that dad life for 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 while you got it, and uh, all the best to you, man. Thank you, my man. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Tyrone for making time for us. We come back, Bellator heavyweight, former UFC heavyweight, Ultimate Fighting alum, Ultimate Fighting, uh, Ultimate Fighter alum, Matt Mitrione. We talk uh, we talk pandemics. We talk Kimbo Slice. Always love talking Kimbo. He was on the famous Kimbo season. And uh, why he and Roy Nelson still not that cool. That's Fighter's Fury when we come back after this. Welcome back, everybody. It is Fighter's Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. Uh, We will close out today's show. Matt Mitrione, he's always a fun guest, a funny guy, uh, and a great fighter. Always enjoy speaking to Matt. He is a Bellator heavyweight and is uh, they're coming off the the heavyweight Grand Prix, and I'm sure is uh, is looking to uh, you know refocus, reset, refocus, as my boy Sergey Bobrovsky would say, and uh, get his eye back on the prize of getting the heavyweight championship of the world. But he is always a fun interview. He is always great on all things Bellator. They are starting to run back some uh, some of their MMA cards on CBS Sports Network. They started up yesterday uh, with their first one, which was Bellator 194, where Matt fought Roy Nelson. Uh, again in their rematch, and they're going to start doing it every Wednesday hereafter, hosted by Big John McCarthy. And so you guys can catch that 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Here is my conversation with Matt Mitrione. Very excited to talk to Bellator's own Matt Mitrione. Uh, always enjoy having this man on the program. Trains in South Florida from time to time. Where are you now, Matt? Are you are you in Indy? Where, where, is, where is home right now? I'm back up in good old West Lafayette, Indiana, Purdue University, baby. How is uh, how are you handling all of this? Is how is how is this uh, this all been uh, with uh, COVID nineteen? Is it been? Are you going stir crazy? Are you have you been dealing better with it out with uh, with family? What's been what's life been like? You know, I'll be totally honest with you, man. Um, <clears throat> I am in the process of uh, of doing an addition on my house. 
So I have been fortunate enough to have another place I can go to other than just my two-bedroom apartment. So, uh, but I am very, very close. I'm actually moving in May 1st or moving back in May 1st. So uh, I've been working on my house every day. And then, um, and then uh, like we just got done moving in mattresses and some other stuff. So we're about probably like 90% moved in. And we have a little bit of work to do still on the, ex- on the interior of the house. But for the most part, it's done. So I've been pretty busy with that. So um, you, you're, you're out of this because you got uh, Bellator is going to be uh, replaying some fights. Obviously, we're all thirsting for sports entertainment. So Bellator is going to be doing some stuff on CBS Sports Network starting on Saturday, 8 o'clock. They uh, got Bellator, excuse me, 194, uh, which is going to be uh, the replay. You and Roy Nelson, you, your, your ultimate fighter counterpart. Uh, okay, so one, um, are you guys good now? Because you were pretty hot, hot, uh, like heated with this uh, in, the, in, the, in the lead up and the aftermath of this fight. And two, are you a guy who likes to to rewatch old fights? Like, will you be into this? Um, you know, I, I don't watch, I don't rewatch fights. Um, but uh, as far as like, am I good with them? I mean, I am as good as I can be with a bloated vagrant. D- <laughs> uh, so, like, I, you know, it, it is what it is. We were cool leading up to the fight, and then he cheats in the middle of it, and he acts like a b- afterwards. So sorry, I didn't mean to swear. No, I so you're, 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 you're free. To, you're free to man. We're, we're we're taped, so do let it fly. Well, um, well, so you know, from that point, like uh, he lost any bit of respect I had for him, and I'm glad I kicked. Him. I punched him and kicked him as much as I wanted to, and he got me on the ground and tried to get me pregnant for about uh, you know a minute around. So that's it. And then he cheats on top of that. So great giant, go f- yourself. Okay, so no. <laughs> um so this uh the, the, what was what was the uh, the, the lead up like you know bellator uh mma has been in a weird spot because bellator and scott coker has seems like they are very uh proactive on delaying stuff they just delayed a, a june card that was supposed to be scheduled ufc seems very gung-ho on keeping it going with fight islands and whatnot um, you know, secret locations. I saw that you, you, you know, you tweeted to Scott Coker. You felt that he made the right decision to postpone stuff. Uh, why did you appreciate that? And what do you make of the way Bellator's kind of handled all the pandemic stuff? Okay, well, that, there's that is a very, very loaded question. There's about five or six different answers to give per segment of that question. So I'm going to do my best to answer them. Um, you know, in a compartmentalized position, if you, if I can. Um, first, how do I feel about the way Bellator is handling it versus the UFC. I think Dana is a hell of a promoter. And Dana realizes that he, with his mouthpiece, has made the UFC the only show in town. Uh, they're gaining a, a lot of momentum and steam, even if they don't do a simple thing or a single thing, just because he's, he's in the media talking about, oh, I'm going to do this, oh, I'm going to do that. Oh, I just bought this, I just bought that. This is my plans, blah, blah, blah. So he's monopolizing the dead sports time right now so i think he's a great promoter and i think that's an example of why um i think initially um i think mr coker did the right thing i think bellator and viacom did the right thing i think there were so many questions as to what was going on and how it was going to be done how it was transmitted uh who's got it what's really happening right now uh nobody had many clues of anything so i think they did the right thing nowadays i feel like the UFC and Bellator both are on the right path. Um, as in, like, it's okay to start putting on shows. Now, the only thing I would say, I'd put an asterisk next to that, 
And I would say that you need to get express permission from each individual fighter to say, yeah, I'm down to go fight in this, regardless of the situation, and sign your name on that contract. Uh, and I think that's the only way to handle that situation. Uh, for me, if they offered me a fight, I'd say, if they're saying, hey, look, we're throwing fights in June, uh, are you down? I'd say, well, let me fight on the very first fight in June, and then let me fight on the last card in June as well. Um, and the reason I say that is because I am both an entertainer and um, and I get paid to take risks. So I understand that that the world is in a pause situation right now. And that's not good for a lot of people. There's a lot of people going stir crazy. And sports is an escape. Live sports is real world reality TV. There's drama, there's emotion, there's, there's uh, ebb and flow. And um, people need that to escape the day-to-day mundane existence, especially that this has become. So it is my job as an entertainer to provide that. That's why I get paid what I get paid. That's why my name stays on the marquee. That's why they have me doing promos versus other fat, bloated deadbeats, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's my job to give that entertainment to the world. And I take that as a serious responsibility. So I think I tried to answer as many parts of that question that got brought up. But um, it, it, I think in the end, the answer is, watch me whoop this fat, bloated, degenerate ass again. <laughs> and you guys can check that out. MMA Recharge, Bellator's MMA Recharge. It's going to be starting up. They're doing a cool series. It's going to start up on Saturday. 8 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, and then they're going to start doing it uh, every Wednesday. You guys can check it out. John McCarthy, big John McCarthy, the legend, is going to be hosting it. And they're starting off. They have the, you know, they got a hell of a, a library to go to with the heavyweight Grand Prix. How much did you, uh, the the heavyweight Grand Prix, uh, I, I remember you being a little bit iffy on it because you put yourself in title position basically before they started this whole idea. And then it was like tournament time to go through. So, now that uh, that's kind of on the wayside, what is what is a uh, game plan for you as far as getting back to the uh, the title picture with Bellator? You know, man, I, I don't know. And I know that uh, Ryan Bader is he's a really good friend of mine. And Bader is is kind of a nightmare matchup for a lot of heavyweights, um, just because most heavyweights have never developed that skill of uh, being a, an aggressive offensive shooting wrestler. Um, and, uh, and, and Bader's great at that. Bader, plain and simple, kicked my ass using sixth grade wrestling fundamentals. And he was just extraordinary at them. And it's something that I don't have a base in and he exploited it and he beat the brakes off of me that fight. So, um, I don't know what my position is in it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with the light heavyweight title and Bader having the heavyweight title. I have no idea, but I know that my job is to say yes when they call and tell them I'm down for the cause. So whatever it is, it's not really up to me. It's beyond my pay grade um, to kind of figure out what it is, but it's up to me to answer the damn telephone. I'll tell you that much. Before you got into this, man, a lot of people know your background was football, uh, NFL mm -hmm. draft time. You weren't drafted, but you know, does this, uh, does this time of year ever bring up any memories, the workouts, the dream of the NFL and all that stuff? Like, does, uh, does any of this time of year uh, hearken to you? No, yeah, honestly, not really, man. It was, I, I have memories of that, but this time doesn't really stir stuff up like that. Uh, I was, I, I'm, I'm a rather um, detached personality in a lot of ways when it comes down to, um, you know, memories of experiences and the lives I've lived before. But 
Um, when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm excited for everybody to get that chance in their life to do it, whether you're drafted or not. It honestly doesn't really matter as long as you go in there and you accomplish what you set out to accomplish, uh, whether that's making a roster, whether that's making a practice squad, whether that's getting this guy cut because you're better than that guy or whatever it is, getting just getting snaps, right? Whatever it is, um, it's a great moment in your life and it's a great opportunity to start the beginning of your life. Um, because it's, I say opportunity because such a small amount get the vest. Um, but so many people can stack chips and give themselves a financial basis to start the rest of their lives with. Uh, every time we, we have you on, uh, you, you give us some good Kimbo stuff. Kimbo slides were down here in Miami. So we're a sucker for Kimbo slide stories. You told us the one where he taught you guys how to show, uh, your woman wasn't cheating on you with the toilet seat. Uh, that, I mean, it was such a, it was such a legendary season of, of the ultimate fighter. Do you have any, uh, are there any other gems from the time with uh, the great late Kimbo slice, uh, in the house that, that stand out in your mind? You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of them, man. Like, like, I think I probably even brought it up before that dude could make one hell of a Carolina barbecue sauce. Did I ever talk about this? No. All right. So this dude, he, first of all, he, he was a great dude, a fun, fun dude to be around um, and always had a perspective on stuff. And he, he was like, he was very, very forthcoming with information, which I always found interesting. It's not really what a lot of people expected him to be. He was very different. Um, he was, uh, he was open. You just had to initiate conversation. He had no patience for bullshit, you know, or for ignorance. But if it was a genuine uh, or a, 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 an honest pursuit of, of questioning or, or, or his intellect or his perspective, he was always very willing with it. So we'd sit around the barbecue, we'd sit on the grill, and we'd chill and talk about whatever, whether it's the middle of the day or at nighttime. And um, this dude, like, conversationally, he'd be talking to two or three other people, like, holding court almost. And he would go into the refrigerator and go into the pantry and just start mixing stuff up. And like, it would be, it was almost always like a Carolina mustard based barbecue sauce. And like, it'd be different from day to day. He would put paprika in some kind of pepper. He would put garlic Parmesan in some stuff and like, just come out with these different flavors. And it was like, it was like eating at like, like for Sonny's, for example, yeah. right? Like, like four or five different barbecue sauces. But they were all great. Like it was just incredible what they, they could do around a grill. That's awesome, man. Matt Betrione, we always appreciate the time, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, check out coming up Bellator MMA Recharge. Those are starting up Saturday, eight o'clock on CBS Sports Network, and then they're going to be starting to do uh, new episodes every Wednesdays at eight o'clock. They got Bellator 194, where of course Matt Betrione took on uh, his boy Roy Nelson, who he's clearly cool with, <laughs> <laughs> very much still. So, Matt, thanks for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, man. You got it. Take care, man. That's our show for this week, guys. Thanks so much to Tyrone Spawn. Thank you so much to Matt Mitrione for joining us. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for continuing to support the show. Download the podcast. You missed it. Fighters Fury on the radio.com app. Subscribe there or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. And uh, follow the show, Tobin Show, on YouTube. You guys can subscribe there. The video versions of those interviews are up there if you want to check those out as well. Everybody have a great rest of your week. And we will talk to you on Monday, Tobin and Leroy, 6 to 10 a.m. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.